All right, we're back at it. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 14 of Wrecked, back here at the Moxie Java. Good morning to all of you. Yeah, we're in a morning morning show. I think this is the first time we've actually recorded in the morning. So, still working on my coffee, getting caffeined up. So, thanks for listening, whoever's listening out there. Uh, Paul, it's been a couple weeks. How are you doing today? Doing good today. I'm trying something new, uh, busting the rut a little bit, hanging out with you at a different hour, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. Thanks. A little drizzly out there. Getting ready for a big bike ride on Saturday, um, and I'm pretty stoked about it, but it's going to be painful. Um, have you, you haven't ridden for a while, have you? No, I haven't ridden for a while. Tell me about where you're headed tomorrow. So, hard guy. Have you ridden hard guy? The no. trail? Maybe. So I ri- rode it for the first time last year, about this time on Saturday, on this on a Saturday, and uh, it's it's a pretty big grind. It's it's not for the faint of heart. It's about then I haven't. <laughs> I think it's about five miles uphill forever. It feels like it's just forever. The downhill's fun. There's a there's a fun downhill that goes through. This creek bottom called Dry Creek, um, it's a lot of fun. So the downhill's worth it. The uphill is just ugh, the grind. This Dry Creek right here mm, or a different one? Dry Creek in the foothills. F- familiar? Kind of rocky canyon area. I mean, it's not in the rocky canyon. I don't want to confuse you or confuse me. Confuse anybody else. But <laughs> it's uh, anyway, good times. Um, so I've been working a little bit on trying to get in shape the last month or so. As you know, we have the big ride at the end of the summer. Um, I don't know if I told you Ashton's going to go with me. You did. That's exciting. Yeah. So we had a great trip for you both. I hope. And if you're listening for the first time, talking about the Camino de Santiago trail in Spain, I'm doing a little bit of a sabbatical this summer, taking some, some time off in Europe and then... A bike trip in early August for about three weeks on the Camino, and my oldest daughter has decided to join me. So we're trying to ride a little bit to get in shape. So that's been good. We rode yesterday to the Lucky Peak, about 20 miles. It's good. Good for you. Yeah. Um, when I rode that trail last year, um, it was actually the Saturday before Braden's accident. So it was on the 11th last year um, on a Saturday. And uh, it was the first time I rode, rode the trail. And uh, so we're coming up on a year right? this weekend um, of his accident, which is kind of weird to think like it's been a full year. And so I've been thinking about a little bit of that for our conversation today. And I was reflecting back on that weekend. And as I was writing that trail and grinding I was by myself just grinding up the mountain it was just painful and kind of yeah agony but I was listening to a book on tape I don't know if you listen to music or books or what when you ride or just nothing what do you do I usually listen to nature nature I know you used to get mad at me when I was listening to music which is Rightfully so. So I don't listen to music when I when I'm writing with other people. So you've now. gone to podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm writing by myself, I go to podcasts okay. or, or books. So I was reading, listening to this book called Endure, 
by Cameron Haynes. He's a long distance, uh, one of those marathon racers that races these god awful distances, 100 uh-huh. miles, 200 miles. He's also a, a big backcountry bow hunter. Um, but this book's, you know, it, it was good. It was, you know, he was t- just talking about enduring through pain and, you know, his, his experiences of kind of not only preparing for these long distance marathons, um, but also describing, you know, times where he's doing these, you know, 200 mile races and his feet are bleeding and he's cramping up and his knees hurting and he's just miserable and wants to quit. And, uh, as I was listening to that, I'm thinking, I'm just pedaling up up this hill you know this temporary pain and it 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 helped kind of get me get me through it um as i was listening to his pain and like putting it in perspective my own i was like ah you know i can do this um but as i i look back and that word endure is been the word that describes the last you know 363 days Going into last last year when we lost Braden, it's been a week a year of enduring. Yeah, that's a good good way to describe it. And it's uh, one long day at a time, three hundred sixty four at a time, of getting to. You know, all those firsts we've been alluding to, and now you got the the first first anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yep. And right, that, I mean, it is an endurance. And when you put it into perspective, you know, with the bloody feet and the bruised knuckles and the heart pounding out of your chest, and uh, it's just absolutely amazing what our human bodies will endure. And the fact that. Well, I truly believe we come out better somehow if we do endure. It's just, uh, it's a tough thing, Mike. I can't. And sometimes you don't have, you know, in certain cases you don't have a choice but to endure, right? And and I looked up the definition of endure because I think that, I don't know, that just word just captures it well, but endure, um, when I'm looking at the definition is suffering patiently suffering patiently and uh i was like yeah that's that's a pretty damn good description of what you do when like you have and and myself and others have lost a child it's like that's you don't have a choice but that's what you do you suffer patiently sometimes it's um feels impatiently when you're i don't know you're just going through the different emotions but Mm -hmm. the suffering is the is the constant um so I thought that was a good a good word and a, and a good description just description of kind of what the last year has been like. Um, it's a perfect description, and the fact that you're looking it square in the face and acknowledging it and ready to dive in this weekend with the plan for the eleventh and uh, all that. I'll say it again: you're an inspiration, Mike, and you are as well, Mr. Chihi. Um one of the things I was thinking about too within that is oftentimes we'll talk about when you get scared, right? 
you always hear about um, fight or flight, right? It's that. It's uh, that. That primal. It's, it's A versus B. Like you're you're fighting or you're or you're flighting. You're leaving. You're you're running away. And um, what we haven't talked. I mean, what what exists, I guess, in in addition to fight or flight, is when you can't do either of those two things, you have to endure going back to what we talked about, right? And in a case like what we are talking about on this podcast and and grief and loss is you don't have the choice to fight against it. It's it's something out of your control. It was given to you. It was happened to you or whatever. You just, you, you can't fight it and you can't run away from it. So fighting or flighting is not an option. So those have been decided for you. So you're you still have a choice and that is whether to endure or to give in to what you have no control over. Yeah. And, right? and, and what, yeah. And my daughter and I were talking about this the other day and, and, and she said something like, you know, somebody say, said to her recently is you seem to be doing, doing well or, or whatever else, you know, and, and, and she, she and I were talking she goes, well, what choice do you have? Like you have to, you have to keep going. You have to wake up the next day and, and, and keep going. You have to endure, right? And um, I don't know. I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. Is is over the last year? Is is where where we're at today? And you know, and and we talked early in the year. Is it does get better? The pain, you know, doles out a little bit, and you learn how to keep living mm-hmm. and all that. But. Uh, but it's a, yeah, it's, it's a test of endurance, without a doubt. And you've been enduring for 21 years, so. I have. <laughs> One day at a time, and that took me a couple of years to get that yeah. concept down. But uh, enduring I am. You know, part of this journey of enduring is also the, what, what we've, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, what I've gained this year along the way. You know, you, you lose so much, but you, there's some things that we've gained as well. And part of what I feel grateful for in this in this process is gaining not only perspective on life, which is huge, you know, is I, I definitely look at things differently today than I would have a year ago mm-hmm. for the good. Um, just, you know, appreciating the every day and, and the moments and, and the time you have with, with the people around you and the loved ones and all those types of things. The other thing I would, I would say is we've gained a lot of new friends and people in, in the circle of, of our lives that um, are also, you know, huge impact for us and, and you being one of them, obviously, but, you know, we've known each other for a long time, but I've gained a stronger friendship over the years, and I think about our lunch with Skip. What was it last week? Uh huh. And having that person now in in my life and in your life, and just how how great that is, you know. And Skip, obviously, is you know, gonna coming up on his his annual anniversary of losing losing mm-hmm. his son Todd, and so we have that that common that in common that specific date in common. But I really enjoyed our lunch together the other day with Skip. I really did too, and I'm, uh, as you know, not a real social person, and I left that. Uh, I left that lunch thinking, man, I got, 
two good people in my life, and that was really fun. And I don't usually roll out of uh, <laughs> things like that. And the beautiful thing for me was I got to tell Skip how grateful I was that he was in my life. And uh, we sat down and... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just cannot describe the value of the conversations if I'm open to it, if I allow those people into my life. And you just mentioned it, the friendships that have come from a really raunchy hand. I can't ignore those. I have to... They're beautiful, beautiful relationships. And that's what I think of when I think of God working in people's lives is being able to have a relationship with someone, no matter whom or what they've been through or where they come from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, that lunch, we, I kind of wish we almost was, were recording it. It was a really Same. cool conversation. To that would have ruined it. <laughs> it it would have, you know, to sit and have lunch and the, just the three of us just kind of like this, just, just talking and sharing, you know, perspective and stories and, and those kind of things. And... uh like it happens, as you recall, I had a zinger in that in that lunch where everything's going fine and just kind of laughing and enjoying, and, and uh, he said something, and all of a sudden, I couldn't speak, and it was just, uh, it, and it came out of nowhere, and those things happened, but I, basically what he said is he was describing his own, um, I think first year and, and he was sharing with somebody else. He said, um, I just want things to be the same again. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, it just like fully just zapped me like, yes, that's, that's what you want. Yeah. Through this endurance, through this thing that you're going through, it's like what you really, really want is just to go back in time or to, to have it all back and not to, to, to be trying to adjust to this new life. You just want it all back. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that. That's just not an option. And uh, when he said that, I was just like, I can't talk. <laughs> and had a little bit of an emotional moment. moment. But those things are okay. I've, they are okay. And good for him to yank that out of you because <laughs> yeah. once we acknowledge that or get it off our chest a little bit, it's freeing. It's a freeing moment. Yeah, and sure. it's uncomfortable because you're you're get caught in the corner booth, crying into your beer as you were, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know our society does not do well with that, or the concept of death at all. So yeah, it was a good, yeah, good time. You know, and through this podcast, we've um, yeah. I've shared some messages with you. I've received some directly from people that we didn't know or don't know but now kind of do know uh, from literally around the world. We have our our friends Liz and Matt, you know, that are over in Saudi Arabia, um, you know, and can believe we had listeners from all the way over in in Saudi Arabia, but Liz and Matt lost their son Will last July. And um, I'm eager to get to know them a little bit more, but we've exchanged some messages over the last couple months, I would say. And, and, She's. Um, they're moving to uh, Canada um, from Saudi Arabia. So, when they settle in, we might uh, ask Liz and/or Matt to join us and talk about their story. And then recently, I shared the the message that I received, kind of out of the blue, from 
Nanette, um, Nanette and her husband Andy lost their their son um, Isaiah just a couple months ago. Isaiah was 14 years old, and um, his brother Elijah was uh, 20, and they um, went on an errand driving and um, got in a horrific car accident, and um, unfortunately Isaiah, you know, about three or four days later after the accident was pronounced um, dead and uh, just 14 years old. And so Nanette and I have shared a couple, you know, messages through through Facebook and how she connected with me. And, and again, I didn't know who she was or her, their story at all, but just kind of came out of the blue, be, large part because of the podcast and somehow they, they ran across it. And uh, I asked her a little bit about Isaiah and he seems like such a sweet kid, kind of curly hair, glasses, just the sweetest, sweetest boy. Um, and she sent a little video that he made to for one of his classes where he was talking about him, himself and, and some things and uh, ah, it was it was cool to have that exchange with her. Um, but I just think about also where, where they're at. You know, they're see March thirtieth, so they're, you know, just in the first quarter of the year dealing with the loss of their their boy so um Nanette and Andy if you're listening we love you and praying for you and and uh Liz and Matt you as well so but those, those the endurance yeah those are those relationships you get along the way as well some you know unfortunately you get in this club that we talk about sometimes and there we are so tough one for them absolutely so good that they have a an avenue through you or with you to heal that makes me feel good yeah and I hope this podcast is valuable for them like some of those books that I've talked about many times have been valuable for us and for me at least and Hopefully, you know, just sharing stories and hearing other people's stories kind of helps make a difference. Agreed. Yeah, so you mentioned, and we mentioned coming up on a full year, and the 12th is the, you know, the one year. Do you call it an anniversary? Is there a better word? I mean, anniversary I feels like a, a, it does, a positive celebration, exactly what but it it's is. not. Yeah, we need to come up with a different word for it. But one year um, since the loss of Braden, and then the the 11th, the night before, so on Sunday this week, we're going to try to pull together, well, we are going to pull together a bunch of his friends and barbecue some burgers and dogs and um, hang out and, and uh, basically make some time for sharing stories and experiences and reflecting on who Braden was and on his life and I think it's gonna be cool to have his friends because I think a lot of them probably haven't had maybe that opportunity to you know I don't know talk about him in a way like like that and we're certainly looking forward to it as you know you know when you get to talk about your your kid it's uh it's healing it makes a big difference so I'm looking forward to that that's an excellent idea and I uh, get warm and fuzzy when I think of a house full of dirtbag teenagers uh, <laughs> yucking it up. <laughs> and uh, like you say, perspective. I mean, 
when I think of that event and you guys having Braden's stories and uh, coming up on the last day of the first year, I know how special that's going to be to his friends. And we had a we had a memorial bike ride every year for Sarah. And it was a lot of work, and it was a grind on me. But when I heard about where the kids were coming from, they loved that thing. They loved Jace. Didn't even know his sister. He loved the bike hike. It was just so healing for the youngsters. And I was still kind of in my angry phase, but I couldn't ignore it either. I would get... uh, I would live that event through their eyes, kind of like when you described the 11th with uh, all those teenagers. That fills my soul with the life that's still left and us celebrating it and not, uh, not glooming it down and hiding from it and running from it and uh, those things that I'm really good at. So I can't wait to hear about how that event goes and it's my hope that it kind of balances out the yuckiness of the 12th but I know that that is you know it's beyond our power there so good for you guys how long did you do the bike ride we did it 10 years and the last couple I designed the shirt which I think is what gave me the most grief I would think about next year's shirt the second the bike ride was over the year <laughs> the current one and uh and you love that stuff I do and I it was creative and it uh it made me feel like Sarah's dad again you know and running that and uh but it got to be so stressful and the one year like this week the a storm rolled through and a bunch of trees fell and it could have been you know it could go just as bad badly the other way it could have gone awry and finally we just said we got to stop this and uh so we quit at 10 and 10 was the best shirt in my opinion although you could vote for seven and eight as well (laughs) (laughs) and uh it was a lot of fun if i thought through the kids eyes and not through insurance and (laughs) and park permits and sound violations and you know people Uh, having too much yeah yeah so uh and all for uh, things just be easy right and when in the its inception i thought this is going to be the best thing ever it's going to be on espn it'll be a short course and then the competitors can ride the long course and it'll be the Sarah Chihi Adolescent Reading Foundation bike kike sponsored by Red Bull on ESPN2. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, of course, I, I had to tone it down, get it back in the five range. And then, I don't know, there's 200 kids every year. Yeah. And uh, That's awesome. having to guess shirt sizes. And oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I had a lot of people that I probably never showed my gratitude for to for helping that helping me with that would you, you like know, to name f- them all by per- by name right now yeah well i would but we don't have time for that <laughs> but you know who you are and uh it was a good honor honorable way to memorialize sarah she was a big reader and she loved her bicycle so it was uh perfect 
right together and we love outdoors and we get that healing from nature and so it was good but uh yeah it ran its course kind of like i thought this podcast would and here we are yakking out number 14 yeah and uh 15 still if you count in, zero it's 15 if you count zero thank you and uh so there's the evidence for us enduring we put action to that that you described i like that and the action i was just thinking about that is when you so many people that we know you know like uh nicholas in our last i think our last podcast we had nicholas and he wrote a book right and right some of the and and skip for giving out books you know when what is it that when you lose someone specifically a child that you feel so many people feel compelled to do something kind of outwardly facing like something to I don't know I guess honor I mean mean like your your bike ride for me maybe it's this podcast um, but you feel like you can't just not just endure silently or endure alone you 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 do something to to kind of honor them like what what is what is that why do we do this that's an excellent question mike i think i did it and do it because it makes me feel like an active daddy still she's not here but i can carry what she represented to our family on yeah and I can do it with joy and I can do it a day at a time and I can see the beauty in other people's endurance and they're doing it so but I'm not sure if that's what do you think why do you do it First of all, I was amazed that you started this so quickly after Braden's accident and you immediately took action on a horrific event and you turned it into something that we're still doing. And so something had to be driving you to get on it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about is I don't I don't And maybe you don't have an answer either <laughs> yet, but I think maybe great topic and this is more not not necessarily me specifically but we like i'm just trying to is it because we're we try to keep them alive in some way i think so their spirit alive their you know and 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 not want wanting to forget and just move on and part of that is is finding ways to continue to honor their spirit and honor who they are and and talk about them and and to which it. can be a challenge yeah. in today's society. Right. Yeah. I think that's part of it for sure is just not wanting to just right. endure silently is, is do, do something outwardly. And, you know, and for, for me specifically, like having these conversations, I've said it a million times is therapy. It's valuable for me personally. It's, it gives me these opportunities to talk to you and to say say things out loud that I'm you know trying to figure out in my head or whatever else um, so so it's maybe selfish as well for me 
I'll admit that. And well, that's uh, a two-way street, so it's selfish for me too. I've gotten so much out of this, I can't describe it with words. And the the fact that you know we're hearing from people that say, in some ways, this is helping others. You know, right. when they say that, it's like that is icing on the cake, if you will. That that was maybe the hope, but we, you know, who knew? And and it it's take people's word for it that it's helping them in some way mm-hmm. even if they haven't lost a child and that's that's awesome as well that it can do that so ripple on ripple on absolutely um so again going back to the 12th as i was as i'm thinking about there's always a lot of anticipation or you know as you go into that all these firsts, right? We've, we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. the holidays and birthday and all the different things. And this is the last of the firsts, is it not? I don't think. Well, have you covered everything that he's done? Have you? I don't think it is the last. But I see what you're saying on the last of See, I'm glad I said year. that out loud because Good. I would have thought that I would have the mindset that, okay, now that we've gone through a year we've done everything but you're right no i don't think that you have and if you have wow <laughs> maybe that's why it went so fast but uh no there's going to be a handful of things that come up that you haven't encountered okay. so yeah good uh, good recognition there as i think about going into that day i don't know what emotions are going to come but i think what I'm starting to feel as we get closer to that day is it it brings you back to that day like what what I'm most anxious about and is that I'm going to and I'm already starting to feel it and it's starting to kind of come in 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 these spurts these kind of lightning bolt moments where because we're getting closer to that day you'll think about the day before, the day of, the last day with, the night of, you're, you get all those things, you know, right. and all with I, body. Yeah, op, episode body two shots. or three, we talked about the shock and trauma, right? And when you first go through all of this, and what I'm kind of most anticipating, and not in a positive way, but kind of with some nervousness and anxiety, is having those kind of memories that take me back to the day of and the then then you get like the I woulda coulda shouldas you know is oh if I would have known that morning that this was you know the last day like I would have done this or that or whatever and that then is going to drive you nuts right Right. and all those types of dangerous ground so that's kind of the soup that I'm that I'm getting ready to eat is all of those things that are coming together and the the revisitation of the last um the last day so any advice on how to navigate that one i don't have any advice those are yucky feelings and they're gonna come at you and the fact that you're armed with a little bit of knowledge that uh i know you're gonna do fine and I also know that the, the anticipation, the constant worry about, like, stuff I worry about hardly ever comes to be. 
So we get ourselves so worked up. And the day before, you know, and you're already thinking about these feelings that you are going to have because your mind will never forget them. They're seared in there. The phone call, the policeman, the, the weather. Yep. All of that. All of that coming at you. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like you say, and then it's over. No, it's just another day of enduring it. And then you start enduring it for year number two. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I get to go through this with you because here I am working through my own stuff and feeling, feeling solid about it that I'm not alone. Yeah. And I finally know that my self-awareness is not a permanent thing. I have to check in daily and to make sure that I'm enduring the way Sarah would want me to and the way that's most beneficial for my family that and life is good, so good if I take care of myself. That sounds selfish but it's really not but it's so it's so true though. I mean, you absolutely have and and this for this for me this podcast and these conversations have been ways to keep for me to take care of myself so exactly. that I can be the best dad and husband I can be for my family. And you're doing it. And hat off to you. And I hope, I know I can't take a compliment very well, but I'll try one on you. Please understand or please hear how inspired I am from knowing you and living with your journey. It is hard to take a compliment, but thank you. <laughs> um, I Don't let it go that. to your head. I know, I won't. I'll try not to, but you know how it is. Um, I, and I feel the same, Paul, and I think you know that. And I didn't, this is, I didn't even know, Braden. And if I, and even I can, I can look backwards and, God, what kind of friend? I didn't even know this kid. And uh, so... Even the yuckiness can ripple out, and you have to be ready. I have to be ready to defend that. That's not a thing. Big whoop. Yeah. I know Braden better than I ever have known any other teenager through something other than meeting him. Yeah. Which, when I just say that out loud, man, that's a cool thing. It is. That's, yeah. that's relationships yeah, on steroids sure. right there. The trickle-down effect. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, last last year, Saturday, he was, I think he had a sleepover with a buddy on Friday night. He went to a movie. I'm just kind of reflecting on the year um, and that, that weekend. He had a, they went to a movie on Friday night, had a sleepover, I believe, with his buddy Alex and hanging out. And I texted him on Friday night and said, hey, I'm going to do this bike ride hard guy and we he and i had talked about doing this ride because it's a it's a it's a tough one and we had been riding earlier in the year and uh said do you want to go and my text response in good you know uh perfect teenage boy fashion was n-a-h nah 
<laughs> you know, because I told him I was going early to try to beat right. the beat the heat. And he's like, Acronym nah. for no thank you, Father. Yeah. So I did the ride. I came back and uh, told him all about it on that Saturday afternoon. I was like, dude, you got to go. This is such a cool ride. And it was really hard, but the downhill was awesome. You would love it. Going through creeks and getting wet and all, all these bridges and things and and so we talked about doing it sometime and uh so that was saturday and sunday morning um the day he was killed i remember one of the things that we did often because <laughs> we both had the mountain biking in common is we'd oftentimes watch youtube videos of mountain biking stuff but in particular we we're both really always interested in making our own like mountain bike like park or making like our what one thing we we talked about often is like if we had this property like 40 acres and building our own like mm-hmm. mountain bike track and then building these different features and stuff like that and so we'd watch these youtube videos berm peak was one of them and some of these other youtube videos where people were doing that they have their own property and they're building their own trails and making their own features and stuff so on sunday morning we watched a little bit of youtube video and I remember the last movie he watched was um, that morning was Warriors, the Warriors. Do you remember that movie from like the 70s? Come out and play Warriors? Yes, yeah. Baseball bats? <laughs> I think he started watching it on Saturday night and he, he got up and wanted to finish it on Sunday morning. I know that's so funny to think about that because that movie is... Yeah, it's a Bizarre, classic, awful movie. Um, it was like a musical, wasn't it? Was it a musical? Kind of? I don't think it's a <laughs> musical. <laughs> There's a lot of dancing in there. Is the there? fight scenes were dancing. I don't know. I got to rewatch that. Yeah, now you'll oh, have wow. to watch it. But yeah, you, you got the right one. Yep, so you watch that. Oh, and the night before, 70s. get this, bring it full circle. Um, the night before, see, Friday, I'll go back to Friday. It's Friday, I was at a retirement party for a friend, and at that retirement party, I was talking to this couple that were going to the Camino in the fall. So they're telling me about their trip that they're planning and doing, and they're talking to Amy and I at this retirement party. And they said, you got to go watch The Way, the movie, The Way. And I said, okay, I've heard of it. I'll go, I'll go watch it. So Amy and I watched that movie on Saturday june 11th last year and if you haven't seen the way it is about a dad that goes to spain to get so his son was in spain and was killed and this dad martin sheen goes back to spain to get his ashes to bring him back but instead of coming back home directly he decides kind of on a whim that he's going to go walk the Camino because that his son was going to do, do the Camino, but then, then he was, he was killed. I got to go back and watch the details of it. He was killed. And so Martin Sheen kind of, like I said, on a whim, bought a backpack and took his ashes and walked across the, uh, the, the Camino 500 plus miles all the way to the coast. And, uh, or if he spread his ashes or whatever, but but it was kind of that that whole story. So that was the night before Braden was killed. We're watching this. Really? We holler up to Braden. He was in his room 
researching uh, video cameras because he wanted to do to buy a nice video camera to start filming his friends mountain biking and stuff like that. That was kind of his latest interest. And we said, Braden, come watch this movie with us. And he said, nah. <laughs> and didn't come down and watch it with us. And so Amy and I watched it. Um, that was the last movie we watched. And so, again, full circle, in a couple months, I will be... Dang. On that trail. On that trail with uh, Braden's Rock in my pocket and with huh. my daughter. And That's a good story. I could, so bring it around full circle. So Anyway, well... We'll wrap it up here. Um, thanks for the conversation, and uh, as always, and thanks for showing up. I know this morning you're probably second guessing whether I would even be here this morning, but I made it. Never a doubt. <laughs> Never a doubt. And I wish the best for you and your family this weekend. I appreciate that. And uh, we will endure all the weeks after that, all the days. Yes, you will endure. Yeah. And I uh, can't wait to hear about how it goes. Love you, man. <laughs> Love you back. All right. Thanks, everyone. God bless. Peace. Mm-hmm.